I'm a middle school pastor, and we're going to kick off a brand new series tonight called Presents, because it's Christmas time, and it's all about the presents. You know what I'm saying? No, this kind of presents. Not like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we got three weeks of this, and these three little kind of phrases at the bottom, with us, in us, and through us, are going to be what we focus on each week. And so um, I wanted to just jump right in tonight. Is that cool if we just kind of jump right in and go for it? Because it's party night. We've got a lot going on. We had a big, long, fun game where everybody got to kind of have some fun, get some wiggles out. Um, we got to celebrate baptisms, which is awesome. Savannah and Kaylee, if you see them, give them a high five. Because uh, it's nerve-wracking to get in front of all of you and to do something like that. So uh, so awesome to do that, worship together. So now we're going to jump into the series um, and and talk about this whole idea of with us in particular. So you saw kind of in that very, very beginning intro video, right? God wants to be with you. He wants to live in you and he wants to work through you. So through the course of the next three weeks, that's what we're going to kind of get into. We're going to talk about each one of those things each night. And uh, I'm excited about where the conversation is going to go. But the key to all of that is Jesus. He enables all of that to happen. Jesus enables all of those things to happen. For him to be with us, for him to be in us, for him to work through us, Jesus is the key. Not only to that, but also to our past, our present, and our future. Jesus is in the midst of all of those things, and the way that plays out is really going to be a part of the conversation tonight. So we're going to hone in on tonight, God being with you. So God is with you. I don't know if you feel like that. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if that's something you've experienced, but the fact is that it's true. And so we're going to kind of break that down. But I wanted to ask you a question. What is your first memory? Now don't say it out loud. Just think to yourself, what's the first thing that you can remember? Your very first memory. Odds are it's not pooping in your diaper because we don't remember that far back typically. Now, if you do, I don't know if that's good or bad, um, I don't know if you want your first memory to be that, but the first thing I can remember is this TV show called Thundercats. And <laughs> yeah, somebody said, ho, oh. that's what Lionel used to do. So Thundercats was a, a cartoon in the 80s, and then it came back out like a few years ago on Cartoon Network for a little while, and then it got canceled again. It just seems to be the cycle for Thundercats. Um, but it was my favorite cartoon, and so I would watch this thing, and that's one of my first memories. Another memory, for whatever reason, and I don't have a full memory of it, I just remember running down the hallway as a little kid, just like running down the hallway and seeing all the doors to all the bedrooms, and I just feel like the hall was a mile long. Like as a kid, everything's bigger and everything's longer. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, And so I remember that, and then at one point I remember pushing the little button to dispense water, which used to be inside the fridge, in the fridge that we had growing up. And so I pushed the button for the water in our refrigerator, and I filled up the whole floor in the kitchen with water. I remember doing that, and I was like two or three, and those were good times. Um, and I, for some reason, remember stepping on a bumblebee. Not a bumblebee, but a, uh, a yellow jacket. I was walking around barefooted on... You know those big, long um, pieces of wood that you can get to make flower beds? You know what I'm talking about? You like lay them down. Sometimes you nail them together, but you stack them up, and then you get all the flowers inside there. I was walking on that like a balance beam, 
And I didn't see that there was a bee there, and I stepped on it. And I remember crying for like hours and hours and hours that my foot was just going to fall off because it hurt so bad. So these are the first memories that I can remember. Like if I try to think back, as far as I can think back, these are the things that start popping up. Like these memories of a really long hallway, Thundercats stepping on a yellow jacket, filling up the kitchen with water. Those are my first memories. And, of course, I remember my mom. I remember my dad. I, I vaguely remember my brother being born. Not, like, literally being born, but him, like, being a part of the family. And he was a little baby and me trying to help feed him. Like, these are the things I think of when I first try to remember anything. And so when you think back to those memories, you think that to those first things, are any of those thoughts... Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I remember God was right there the whole time. I remember watching Thundercats, and he held up the sword, and he'd be like, Thundercats, ho! And then I'd look over at God, and I'd be like, wasn't that awesome? And God would be like, yeah, dude. I don't have any memories like that of God being right there with me. I don't remember stepping on the yellow jacket and God picking me up and, like, rubbing my boo-boo. Give me a sucker saying, it's going to be all right, tiger. I hope God doesn't talk like that, but maybe he does. I don't remember running down the big long hallway trying to get to my, the, the bedroom because God was trying to, to, to catch me and we were playing hide and go seek or something. Like, I don't remember God being in those moments. I just remember those things happening. I remember people being in my life, mom, dad, brother, grandparents, but I don't necessarily remember God being there. Would you agree with that? So what the Bible tells us and presents to us is that he was there the entire time. For all those moments I remember, for all the moments you remember, God was there in those those moments. So if God has been there with you, that means he was there whether we knew it or not. So not only in our first memories, but in all of our memories, like all the way up to the very moment we're sitting in right now, God has been with you. Now, you might not have felt that way or thought that way or realized that. Maybe you don't even agree with that statement. You're like, ah, prove it. But what the Bible says and the picture it paints is that this is true. God has always been there. So there's a few verses we're going to look at to try to make sense of that statement, to see if it's actually true, okay? So we're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, okay? And this is what it says. The word of the Lord came to me saying, now the me that is talking is Jeremiah. He's a prophet. If you don't know what a prophet is, I'll give you a brief definition, okay? A prophet is the mouthpiece of God. It's a person who speaks for God because God literally tells them what to say. Okay, And they, a lot of times, will know what God is going to do in the future in the Old Testament when there's a prophet. And so Jeremiah is one of these prophets, these mouthpieces for God. Okay, So it says, the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying this. This is what God said. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. 
Now, there's some things we can pull out of that. And a big one in the very beginning is that God not only makes us, but he knows us before he even makes us. Before he makes you, he knew you. So even in your first memories, and you can't remember back to when you were actually born, but God was there because God made you. Before mom and dad even thought about you existing, God already knew who you were. He knew your name. He knew the numbers of hairs you were going to have on your head. He knew the things you would like and not like. He would know your pet peeves. He would know the people that you would have a hard time with. He would know your best friends. He would know the person you're going to have a crush on in two years. He would know the person you're going to marry in ten years. And then he would know the person that you're going to ultimately have holding just like you're about to be born. You'll have a little bit. He knows all that stuff before you're born. Is that freaky to think about? Like, he knows all that stuff. And he actually forms you inside of your mom. Like, he's the one who does that. That's not just science or biology. God is the one doing that. So, he knows you before anyone else actually knows you. But what's cool is he promises Jeremiah something. He says... I am with you. So God promises to Jeremiah he is with him, just like he promised Moses. Y'all remember that story from a few weeks back? Moses is scared to death, right? He's at the burning bush. He's scared to go back to Israel. What does God say? Don't be afraid, because I'll be with you. He tells Jeremiah the same thing. Don't be afraid. I'll be with you. So God has been with these Guys that we keep reading about in the Old Testament. God was also with the very first guy and girl ever created. Adam and Eve. Y'all remember reading about them walking in the garden together? So God would walk with them. Talk with them. He would hang out with them. So apparently he wants to be with us. He desires to be with us. And in fact, he is with us. It's something he promises. Not only to Jeremiah. Not only to Moses. But he continues to make this promise. And then you skip ahead to the New Testament and you look at Jesus, who is God in human form. And this is what he tells the disciples. It sounds really similar to Moses and Jeremiah's story. This is Jesus talking. He says, Therefore, and go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then check this last sentence. And surely... I am with you, always to the very end of the age. Jesus promises his disciples that he'll always be with them. He'll always be there. So it's the same promise that God made to the guys in the Old Testament. Jesus is making to his disciples. So this is a consistent promise of I'm going to be with you. And God continues to show his desire to be with us. It's something that never, like, stops. It's not something that, like, ever slows down. It's not something that ever changes based off of your actions or the things that you do. It's like the song we just sang about, Reckless Love. God's love is reckless because in spite of what we do, he still loves us. And in spite of what we do, he's still with us. And so, you look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. I love this. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. 
So he literally shows up in our broken world in human form to be with us. This is Christmas, right? This is what we're celebrating at Christmas. Jesus being born. He comes down to the planet to be with us. His name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. So God has always wanted to be with us. And not just wanted to, he has been with us. He continues to promise to be with us. He even comes down to be with us. And Jesus lives here among us to make a way for us to be with him forever. And so God is not this far off God, but he's actually as close as the air that we're breathing right now. There's a lot of studies and like old Jewish rabbis. You know, Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. Did y'all know that? So there's a lot of Jewish rabbis other than Jesus that have studied the Bible and, and have done teachings. And they talk about this idea of breath because we've talked about that here before. Adam and Eve were just lumps of dirt until God breathed life into them, right? So this idea of breath and it giving life is something that is talked about in the Bible. And so when we breathe, it can literally be a reminder of God's presence and him being there because he's the one who gave us the breath in the first place. And so as you sit and maybe wonder, is God really present? Is he really here with me? The breath that you're using to even has given you. It's something God's enabling in you. And so really it's a reminder of who he is. And, and there's some people who say that the, the name that God gives himself to Moses, you remember the name at the bur- that the, the name that God gives himself to Moses, you remember the name at the burning bush? I am. Well, when you break that down to its original language, it's just four letters. Yod-Heh-Vah-Heh is how you say it, or roughly how you say it. And so, in some of the old Jewish traditions, they will say that those, those sounds, Yod-Heh-Vah-Heh, Yod-Heh-Vah-Heh, sounds like the rhythm of breathing. Now, if you breathe like that, that's a little bit odd. If I, if I hear you going, <laughs> I might say, hey, do you need anything? Like water or, I don't know, a lozenge? Um, but the idea of the name of God being this rhythmic breathing sound, reminding us of the fact that he gave us breath and that he's present and he enables life, is this cool picture And this thing I always remember that's helped me just to remember God's presence in my life. To remember God's name. Because in God's name is life. And to breathe is to live. And so remembering that God is there as you're breathing is something that can be maybe a cool little thing that reminds you of this truth. But it leads us to a question, right? If we keep saying God is present, he's here, he's with you. But... Some of you are in a place right now where you're like, I don't really see him. It leads us to the question of, well, can can all of you see him? Can you actually see God in your life right now? Can you, if I say he's there, are you agreeing just because you feel like you should agree because we're in church and I read some verses? Are you agreeing because you have seen God in your life? Like you know that's true. And you being honest about that is going to be 
the key to that question. If I say, can you see God? And you're like, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, I guess, kind of. Well, I don't really know. Like, what do you mean, see God? Like, physically? I don't mean physically see God. I don't mean you see God walking around, like, in your house. I mean, you've seen him doing things. You know he's around. You know he's there. In, in here, you know. Deep in your bones, you know God is there. There's these things that we just know inside of us that sometimes are hard to explain, but we just know it, right? For some of us, it's our parents. We know our parents love us no matter what. And we could just say that. And you're like, well, how do you know that? Well, I just know. Like, I know no matter what, my mom and dad have got my back. They love me. For some of us, it's a best friend. We know they're always going to love us no matter what. So we just know it deep in our, in our soul. Like, our friends are going to be there for us. To say you know God is there, is, it's that kind of knowing. It's like you just know it. It's in you. You know he's there. And some of us might not be there in that place. We not, might not believe that. So I wanted to do just a quick little illustration to kind of help us understand this just a little bit more. And maybe help some of us who are struggling with seeing God in our life and, and seeing that he's present. So I need a, a quick volunteer, somebody who doesn't mind walking. Yeah? All right, all right. come here real quick. Okay, I need you to stand right here, and I need you to face that way, okay? That's all you're going to do. And then I'm going to ask somebody right here in the front a question in just a second. Not right now, but in just a second, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, what I need you to do is just walk to the other side of the stage. Don't walk off the stage. Just walk till you get to kind of the end, and just walk slowly but normally. Okay, stop. Okay, question. Was, was I there? Uh, yes. Did you see me? Yes. Well, no, you see me now. Did you see me when you were walking? No. No. So as you walked, you did not see me. No, I did not. Okay, I have a question. Was I there with him when he was walking across the stage? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yes. So you say, no, I didn't see you when I was walking. She says she had a different perspective, right? She's just yeah. looking at you walking, and she saw me walking behind you, right? Yes. That's all I needed y'all to do. Thanks. Okay. Give it up for my partner here. All right. So that simple little illustration is what I want you to hold on to right now for the end of this, okay? He couldn't see me. They saw me. I was right there with him. But he was walking, and let's just say he's walking through life, but he never saw me even though I was right there with him. Now I want you to check out this verse in John chapter 3. It's a guy named Nicodemus coming to Jesus, and he says this. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who came from God, for no one can perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So apparently there's the kingdom of God that's present, but not everyone can see it. So the kingdom of God is the place in which God is and his rule is happening. Like his will is happening. People are following him and he's there. So that's the kingdom of God. So in essence, this fits into what we're talking about of seeing God. 
So apparently some people aren't seeing God. So it makes sense if you're in the room and you're like, no, I don't see God in my life. You say he's with me and I say, I don't know. I haven't seen him. Apparently you're not wrong in that you might not see him. My question would be, does that mean he's not there? Now you don't have to answer out loud. But if I say God is with you and you say, I have not seen him. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to say, you know what, you're right. Because you might not have seen him. But what I said isn't untrue. God can still be there even though you don't see him. So in this illustration, I'm following behind. What does he have to do to see me? Turn around. He has to change his perspective, right? So... The question would be, how can we see God? And the answer is just as simple, except it's turn to Jesus. If you turn to Jesus, it means you have to turn away from something else. What is the thing that is opposite of Jesus? Jesus is the fulfillment of doing what God's called us to. The opposite of doing what God's called you to is sin. So if you're walking in one direction and you're not seeing God, odds are you're walking towards the opposite of God, which is sin. If you turn from sin and you turn towards Jesus, guess who you're going to see? God, Jesus. That's what's going to happen. So if you're like, man, I'm not seeing God in my life, I'm asking you to ask the question, am I actually going towards him? Am I looking at him? Am I looking for him? Do I need to just turn around? Because the reality is he's still there. Because when you turn to Jesus, then you'll actually be aware of his presence. If he had turned around when I was following behind him right here, he would have realized he's like right up in my personal bubble, man. He's right here. Some of us in the room need to do just a simple turn around and look at Jesus because he never left he's never been gone some of the most tragic stories in life are when people don't realize that there's something there or someone there that they had access to their entire life whether it was love or or resources or, or somebody that would just come alongside them and help them they were there the entire time but they never took advantage of it they never realized it And what's true of every human on planet Earth is that God is with them, but not everyone knows it. Jesus is right there for every single person on planet Earth, but not everyone's turned around and looked at him. We haven't all turned from our sin. We've all continued to maybe do the thing we want to do, not realizing that it's killing us and it's hurting the people around us. And has kept us from really experiencing life and experiencing love. And God's just saying, turn around. I'm right here. And so I love what that verse in 1 John says when it says, Jesus came to not only prove God's love, but enable us to live through him. And when we turn to Jesus, that's what we get to experience. We get to experience life. We get to realize, man, God's been here the whole time. God's with me, not only 
before I realized he was, but he's also with me now, and he's going to be with me going forward for the rest of my life. And so tonight, I just wanted to ask you if you would look at your life and see if you see God. Do do you see him in your past, your present, and your future? Have you turned around and looked at him? Have you turned from sin? Because if you haven't, it doesn't change the fact that he's right there with you. And what's awesome is the invitation to turn around is always there. Like you could turn around at any moment, repent, which is to turn from sin and turn towards Jesus. You can do that at any moment, any place, anywhere. God is always there. He's always listening. And so for some of you, you might need to take that step tonight because you've never taken that step. You've heard about Jesus. You know God's good. You know that he's, you know, there, but you've never really experienced him there in your life. And you want to start. Well, you can start tonight. For others of us, we have turned around to Jesus. We, we, we have experienced him in our life. We might not feel like he's really close right now because we have turned back away from Jesus and we're heading back towards sin again. That's, that's our focus right now. So we know God's there because we've experienced it, but we've kind of we got him on the back shoulder right now. Like It's kind of like he's not really our focus. We're heading this way. It's like, I can see him in my peripheral a little bit, but I'm, I'm going this way and I kind of want to do my thing here. But he never left you. He's still right there. And if we turn to him, what we experience is so much greater and so much deeper and so much more real than whatever else it is that we're pursuing and following. But no matter what we do, no matter who we're after, no matter what direction we're walking, God is there, and he's with us. So I want to ask you right where you're at, I want you to have a moment with God. And so for us at Revolution, a lot of times, what we'll say is close your eyes. Not because closing your eyes causes you to go to this magical place or anything. It just helps you be focused. So let's all of us just close our eyes just to help us focus. And for those of us that are Christians, we've accepted Jesus, we've turned towards him, we've repented of sin before, we've accepted that we need a Savior. What I want to ask you to do is just remember that God is in your life. He is with you. And for some of you, you might need to repent of a a sin that's got your attention right now, that you're putting a lot of energy and effort into, maybe that you feel super guilty about, maybe something you've been trying to hide or lie about. And I just want to give you some space to give that to God and realize, man, Jesus is in your life. He's with you. You don't have to carry that around. You don't have to worry about that sin. You don't have to keep coming back to that sin. You can come to Jesus and find everything that you need. And then there's some of you in the room who need to turn to Jesus for the first time. You need to stop just walking through life wondering where God is, and you just need to stop and turn around to realize that he's been there the whole time. And so if that's you, the Bible's really clear about how to accept Jesus. It's just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and you'll be saved. That's something you can do just between you and God right in your seat. If you need a little help with what the wording could be, you could pray something like this. God, thank you so much. 
that you love me. Thank you so much for Jesus. I believe that I need a Savior. I believe I need him. I know I want him so I can really experience life. I can experience your presence in my life. So God, I want to do that tonight. And I want to start to follow you. I want to start to see you in my life. I want to start to to know more of who you are. And so whatever that looks like for you, we just want you to talk to God about that. And then for the rest of us in here, I, I just want to pray for you, for me, for all of us, that we would continue to remember God's presence in our life and that he's with us. And that is a promise that never goes away. It doesn't have an expiration date on it. It doesn't have any kind of exceptions to it. God is with you. God, thank you so much for these students in here. I thank you for the ones that feel like you're really close. I, f- I thank you for the ones that, that maybe feel like you're far away, God. I thank you for the students that maybe took that step of salvation tonight, of turning around towards Jesus for the very first time. I pray for the students that are in here who have maybe been walking towards a sin and they haven't realized that you're with them and they have just been held down by this this thing that keeps them feeling guilty and feeling shame and feeling like they can't fully live. And I just pray that they would realize that there's freedom in you and that they have everything they need in Jesus. And so I pray that for them and that they'd be able to really let that go and give that to you. God, I pray over our small group time that we're going to have in just a little while, that we be open and honest with each other, that we be real about your presence in our life. And we just thank you that this promise is always good. Whether our life feels like it's going good or it's going bad or we're having a good day or a bad day or we're, we're, we're feeling like you're there or you're not, we thank you that you're there no matter what. Help us to realize it. Help us to trust in it. Help us to have peace because of it. And we love you, and we can't thank you enough for the fact that you love us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.